Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. Hello, and I'm Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Having a good day, man. Oh, a good day. Good good day. day. Good day. Because we're talking about Oscars, and we're talking about the movies. (laughs) Um, Every week, with the help of our super time computer, Al, we are given a year and a category from Oscars of years past, and it's up to us to decide who should have really won the award in that category. So why don't you go ahead and fire up Al... And he can give us a year and a category. Okay, Al, let us know. What year and what category are we going to be talking about this week? All right, so we now have our category and we have our year. So in order to have a little fun, we always make a little fun game. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. We make Corey guess. We make Corey guess by giving him some clues through a trivia game. And Corey... What do we call this trivia game? That's right, it's not for headlines. So, I'm going to read some of these headlines, and we're going to see if Corey can figure out the year that this Academy Awards took place. I think I think I got a perfect record in this game. Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good record. It just takes you sometimes it takes you three headlines, sometimes it takes two, sometimes it takes you one, it takes you one. As long as I get to the end, man. I'm gonna give you one clue, Corey. Give you one clue. Only one. I'm gonna oh. give you one clue oh, before no. before I read these headlines. I'm okay. give you one clue. Mm-hmm. This. Is really, really fucking old. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, is really old. Mm. Older than we've gone before. <laughs> older than we've gone before, or older almost than the Academy Awards has gone. Almost, not all the way. Almost as old as the Academy Awards. Okay. So Al's really trying to fuck with us this week. When did the Academy Awards start? I didn't say it was older. No, no, than I'm, as I'm trying to to gauge sort of my my era. Okay, I, uh, all right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Headline. Mm-hmm. Okay. In January of this year, the world saw the first appearance of the comic book character Popeye. Oh, we are going back. We're going back. Oh, Popeye. Don't know when Popeye. Premiered. I thought you'd especially like this since we talked about Shelley Long yeah, in The Shining and you olive referred oil. to her as Olive Oil. Yeah, she's Olive Oil. Um,. God, I don't know. Popeye's probably. Uh, he's probably in like thirty-seven ish. If we're, uh, are we really going back that far? Yeah, we're going back far, man. We're going back far this year. But not, not, not thirty-seven then, huh? Not thirty-seven. I didn't get my ding. You're close. You're close. Okay. All right. Close. All right. You're close. in the ballpark. Wow. You're in the ballpark. We're in. Okay. Um, we're almost a flapper era, so we're in the ballpark. Oh, flapper era. Okay. Okay. So. In February, the planet Pluto is discovered as a planet. Well, I mean, it's... Actually, I should say the dwarf planet (laughs) Pluto is discovered to be a planet. The now-classified dwarf planet The (laughs) now-classified planet is... The now-classified dwarf planet. Well, shit, I thought that was like in the teens. That's a big range. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, next, next headline. <laughs> okay, now I will say that this this Academy Award was the first year that they had <clears throat> the Academy Awards range about three years. So 
The year the Academy Awards took place was represented movies that took place eight months before the actual Academy Awards. So mm. this year saw the start of the Great Depression on October 28th, also known as Black Friday. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the Great Depression started 29. Yes. Woo! So we're going to be talking oh. about movies from 1928, 1929, which were oh my god, which were represented at the Academy Awards of 1930, or the second official Academy Awards. The second annual Academy. Are you fucking kidding me, Al? <laughs> yeah, oh Al's god. an asshole. Okay, okay. We're gonna I... talk about the second official Academy Awards, mm. which was held at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. Oh, this is um. Yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be sort of painful for my brain trying to remember all this shit from our film history class. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, difficult for all of us. So, uh, looking at the printouts from Al, this is the uh, second official Academy Awards. There were two in the same year. Oh, and oh, look! It, it's the only year in Academy history where they had two awards in the same calendar year. Only one that happened. Although, if you look on the official uh, Academy Awards website. Mm-hmm. It will say that there is one in 1930 and 1931. However, this one was on April 3rd, 1930. The next one in that year was on November... 1930. In November of 1930. So the Academy website is trying to do a bit of its own revisionist history. Yeah, it was on November 5th of 1930. That's that's fascinating. I, I think... Part of that was because the Academy was getting flack for having so much time elapse between the sort of award show and their nomination period. Well, yeah, the movies didn't come out for movies came out eight months before yeah. they actually did have their award. There had been eight months of movies and none of them were represented at the awards. People ceremony. had forgotten about them. Yeah, and they were good movies. It's also important to note that this was also a peak time of technological advancement in movies. Yes, this is the first time like uh, a talkie. Uh, like talkies were were introduced and and won awards, right? Yes, because if you watch, if you look up Academy Award history and you see the Academy Awards, the very first Academy Awards, which was held at the Roosevelt Hotel, in that Academy Awards, all the Academy Awards that were nominated and the one that won, which was a movie called Wings, mm-hmm. not the TV series from the eighties. Oh, not 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 no, that one. Okay. No, but the movie was called Wings. That movie was a same premise. Silent. Like, is the mo- is the TV yeah, show? Yeah, same a- premise. Premise. There's a guy named Lowell. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know they two guys in Nantucket. There's a private investigator mechanic that <laughs> works on the planes. <laughs> yes, Monk. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, it was a movie that was a silent film. And then the very next Academy Awards, you had all movies winning or nominated that were um, talkies, quote unquote, or had sound as a main feature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is this is quite fascinating. We're, we're we're diving deep into the sort of uh, the history of the the Academy Awards here. Let's let's go ahead and officially take a peek behind the Oscar of 1929. All right. So, like like you like you had said, uh, this is the second annual Academy Awards. This is the first Academy Awards to be broadcast as entertainment uh, on radios, which is which is pretty interesting. Yes. You know, um, who who uh, who's our local affiliate that that broadcasted it? What's what's in, the old in Los Angeles? It was broadcast on KNX, which if you live in Los Angeles oh. and you're stuck on the five freeway, which some of us are, is traffic signals. Traffic signals are always on KNX on 1070. <laughs> yeah, KNX 1070. Yeah, um, God, yeah, that that's a a real real 
quality piece of of uh, of sort of enter- entertainment you know history there the knx the radio station still exists today and they were the one of the first ones to broadcast the academy awards <laughs> which back makes in you wonder about broadcasting where it's gone because <laughs> it started off broadcasting the oscars and now it does traffic and news <laughs> you know it was it was a different time when there was only radio <laughs> yeah in everybody's home you know i think it's hard to grasp how long ago this really is a, a, quite a bit ago. <laughs> this is 1929. I mean, this is... Or 1930 for the, the actual award show, but yeah. Um, this is a long time ago. Yeah, we're, we're getting closer to 100 years of Academy Awards. And that's that's crazy to sort of like wrap, wrap, wrap your head around. Like, I, I mean, movies have always been there for, for you know, our lifetimes and stuff and, and our parents' lifetimes and whatnot. But like this, when you really look at the scope of it, like... Moving pictures, people talking on film, like color even. Like some of these movies had had color. Like that's been going on for almost a century. Yeah. Um, movies as we sort of know them today, you know. And when, and when we say this is a long time ago, I mean, I think it's hard for anybody to understand that back at this point, most people this time did not have a phone. Yeah. At this time. Yeah. Okay. Most people did not... I mean, the stoves that they were using were not... You did not have a gas line in your house. No, you split wood and you... This, this, <laughs> the majority of the country was still at a point in their life where they were not able to have the type of basic necessities that we think of today. Yeah, I mean, like, air conditioning. Part of the, the charm of the early movie theaters in general was that they were air conditioned, so you would go in... Really? I wouldn't even think they were air yeah. conditioned back then. Yeah, that like you could go in and be comfortable and get out of the heat and go watch a, a matinee for a nickel. That is insane that they had air conditioning yeah, back then. What was it made from? Crazy. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the technology. Uh, from a piece back of then. ice and a fan blowing <laughs> on it? <laughs> Just swamp coolers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it was. I mean, I doubt it was as sophisticated as our central air systems now, but they were, yeah, like there was, those were the thing. those are the appeal to bring people in. There was like live music performance that scored the movies. You know, the silent, you know, pictures. And then they would, like, make it cool in there so that, like, you'd go and, like, relax and watch a movie. It was a place to go that was like, yeah, beat the heat. Come on in. Okay. You know, like, air-conditioned theaters. I think the Warners, uh, their theaters in New York were some of the first to incorporate um, air conditioning. Awesome. Uh, and that's, that's you know, prior to them them coming out and starting Warner Brothers Pictures, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. You know, as we deep dive, like the the things we take for granted now that were so you mind bending and, and nuanced in 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 those times, it, it's really hard. You know, it's, just, it's sort of like when we look at you know movies that break ground and we go back and view them from a more modern eye, and we go, "Oh, it's really cliched." But when it was the first time it was it was done, you know, like yeah, there's nothing cliche about it. That was innovative. That was groundbreaking. You know, and a lot of the movies that you know, come around this year, especially um, that I'm sure we'll, we'll get to when we get to the nomination uh, list. Um, there was some real technical advances that are as big as you know the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, you know the the uh, the way that they revolutionized sound design and um, even like introducing f- like full color segments of you know pieces of these these films um, at that time was like I'm sure blew people's minds. When people saw that first train um 
movie way way back when you know cinema was first first getting started and people jumped out of their seats because they thought a train was going to fucking barrel yeah. through the, th- the theater imagine what those people thought when like all of a sudden their screen flipped to color now people have to understand this is 10 years 11 years before um because a lot of these movies came out in 1928 so this yeah. is about 11 years before wizard of oz or gone with the wind yeah yeah so Which, all those movies you think of as old that yeah. had great technical advance technical technological advancements this is 10 years before that that we're talking about. So this is right at the dawn of sound and color. And so this is some old shit. It's, it's old, <laughs> but it's really significant in sort of the path of the movie industry. You know, the, um, the advancements of color just grow exponentially through, through this, this time. There's like the, the sort of sepia. There's the two-ply um, color whatever technicolor there's you know what they called full color you know they're moving away from the hand-painted frames of the silent era and moving into film stock that will actually give you some some color some and unfortunately they didn't know how to they didn't know how to store it no and that's why two of the films on here are no are they're just gone are gone i mean or at least least parts parts (laughs) are (laughs) parts of the films are are, are lost to history yeah it's it's pretty crazy um, when when you, when you think about, you know, they they didn't know that film was going to just disintegrate, <laughs> and that or they, catch on fire, and that people would would want to sort of preserve this beautiful art form that was being being, you know, it was it was just kind of thrown away, and you know, like they they didn't really you know store a bunch of it, and then there were some fires that destroyed a bunch of film stock and stuff, and then you know now we have film preservation societies and stuff that go around and like try to collect these things and restore them and remaster them and put them in digital form so that they're never lost, you know? Um, but it, it's pretty crazy. So let's talk about uh, just going into the nuts and bolts of this Oscars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, during this Oscars, there was seven categories offered, only seven categories. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine how short the Oscars would be if there was still only seven categories. I mean, what, what is the official running time? Do they, do they have that listed? Who they don't. Okay, so there's only seven categories. There was Best Actor, Best Actress, Art Direction, Cinematography, uh, Director, and or Best Director, and Best Picture. Or Best Outstanding something or other. Like they yeah. called, I think they called Best Outstanding Picture. Or yeah. just Outstanding Picture, I think, is, is what they, they called it, yeah. And then um, this is a change from the previous, the previous Academy Award, which had 12 categories yeah. so they whittled that down to these these seven categories and this is the only oscars in oscar history where none of the nominees or none of the winners won in were nah. this is the only oscars where the winners only won one oscar and never won in any other category yeah it, it's it's a little weird it seems a little set up <laughs> yeah well maybe they wanted to make sure that if you won an oscar maybe they wanted to make sure it was it was fair that so they like, covered everybody yeah that they you know like this, so if you won best academy award you didn't win in you didn't your movie didn't win a best actor right the, this this um the whole like breakdown viewing from you know the future into the past feels a little bit like a giant marketing scheme by the industry in in general, it was well, the first time that they they aired it on radio. It really wasn't a marketing scheme because they were they were actually making it just for the acad just for not the academy just for the uh, it was for the movie industry. It wasn't really for people outside of the movie. Oh industry. no no no! I'm saying like 
they it was the first time it was broadcast as as sort of you know entertainment on on radios. Um, everybody was kind of equally, you know, you know, uh, gifted their their Academy Award. You, you know, the um, it it would it seems a little bit like or either by coincidence or or like calculated that like <clears throat> this would be a, a good opportunity to broadcast to the whole of the world how cool and great movies are and go see all of these movies independently because, oh, this one's got a great actor in it. Oh, this one is the best picture. Oh, this one is whatever. You know, and it's interesting because they didn't actually give you a nomination list. They just told you who won. Yes. You know, this is the first and I think only Oscars where they didn't release like an official nomination list for each of the the categories. And, you know, as we go through this, like our list is sort of the most agreed upon by historians and whatnot over what the judges at the time, like it was a judge panel, I think, not like an Academy member thing. Um, well, when you think about it, that would actually make the Academy Awards a little more fun if we had... Like Simon Cowell up there going, no, 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 not, not, not with just a judging panel. <laughs> I'm saying if it would make the Academy Awards still have the, still have the Academy, but it would make the Academy Awards a little more fun if you didn't release a nominee list. Think of how fun the Academy Awards would be if you got to turn on the Academy Awards and you didn't know who was nominated. Hmm. And they just said, for best picture, the winner is, and there was no nominees. What would they fill the uh, the time with? No, I'm just saying they, they just ha- walk up. So you see you see Jim, Jimmy Kimmel come up and he goes, and now for best picture, the Academy has will recognize, and they go, Shape of Water. And people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. There's it would make it so much more fun. I don't know. I think the fun in it is is sort of like what we're doing, like being able to sort of break down, you know, the nomination, like who they who they've selected, and like really kind of like put them up against each other. Oh no, I agree. And, Our entire show is based on the nominees yeah. who should have won. But I'm saying, think of how much more fun it would be if like nobody fucking knew until the actual night of the Academy Awards. That would be kind of fun. I mean, they're. they're in a you way, would never have had the mistake that happened in 2017 with Moonlight and uh, La La Land because they would never have known who was nominated. Well, but La La Land still would have been told, and then no, it still would have happened. No, because they would have only had one card. Well, Moonlight would have gotten he, the right. He read the previous card, though. That's that's the problem. No, Warren, no. Warren, no, Warren so Beatty was happened. holding the previous card where Could it said Emma Stone Beatty, or whatever. Warren Beatty, 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 Beatty. Well, it was it wasn't Warren Beatty. It was uh, Bonnie was the one that actually said it. Yeah, it could have been both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shit on our icons, Jeff. <laughs> Man, he's had he's had sex with like ten thousand women. He, I think he's got. He's a good fucked life. everybody in Hollywood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's probably fucked some starlets today that we'll find out in in decades time. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um. It's just him and Emma Stone, just like behind the scenes. I, I guarantee he got a handy from J-Law. I'm just saying. Warren Beatty is that kind of ladies' man. Dude, he's like 75 or 80. It don't matter, man. He's he's, he's worthy of casting with a young starlet, right? I guess. What would be awesome is if he was, if they had a, uh, when he dies, if he's put in Hollywood Forever Cemetery, right next to Bugsy Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the uh, the fiction nonfiction version. Exactly, because you know Bugsy Siegel's there, and if they just put him right next to him, yeah, just like I'm sure he has he has a plot. Yeah, that's already parceled out for him, probably. You know. Um, yeah. So would would we we mentioned that? 
Um, no, no other, no movie won more than one Oscar. It seems seems a little fishy to me. Um, y- you know, this is the first year in which a musical wins. But you got to remember that it's back the first then, year that a talkie wins. Back then, the uh, the the studios, um, in all sense of the word, owned their actresses and actors. They owned the yeah they they, they the, owned them. Like it's not even funny how. If we think of 360 contracts for artists and stuff now, it was worse back then. I mean, mm-hmm. they owned their actors and actresses to the point that these people were ruined, like beyond oh yeah, beyond ruined when the studio was done with them. And so, if we think it's fishy like, oh, well, they only won cuz there was probably, you know, they probably decided this person's going to win this, this person's going to be they probably got in a back room somewhere. That's that's what I'm saying. It yeah, feels it, very very much like that. It probably was. I mean, that's not even out of the norm of what was going on in Hollywood back then. I mean, they were covering up murders and shit yeah. in Hollywood back then. <laughs> yeah, they had fixers that worked they, for yes. the studios. It's crazy. Yeah, the Ray Donovan yeah. thing was actually happening happening back then and they were Yeah. There's there's books upon books written about the the true crime that was happening in Hollywood back then. So that's not <laughs> So making the Oscars <laughs> happen the way they wanted is not something that's uh, and that, that, to, that's what I'm saying. It feel it feels like this this sort of grand industry marketing ploy to like try to get more people in seats of theaters, yeah, you know, to go yeah. see to go see you know MGM's movie or Warner's movies or you know yeah. Universal's movies, um, or RKO you know RKO's movies or whatever. Like it it feels very much calculated, you know. Yeah, and I think that's part of where like having the nominees takes away a little bit of that. You know, like when when they, I mean, even it, it could still be a smokescreen today. You know, like the they they could be just absolutely selecting and and driving you know like um, careers through th- this lane to give them more clout and and whatnot, so that their box office increases because they want them to be a star or you know whatever by you know giving them this you know Oscar accolade. You know, it's it's. <clears throat> It's probably happening a bit now. I mean, well, you, you look at the marketing campaigns and see, like the you know, for your consideration. But we, you know, now in, in more modern Academy Awards, we we do get, you know, more like of the lesser known indie films that kind of come out of nowhere and will you know get put on a nomination list. Um, Just think of how many things would change if you didn't have a nomination list. How many political things would change? You wouldn't have the. For your consideration, you wouldn't have. Well, you probably, or you'd have it in a different way. Yeah, you'd have it in a completely different way. Yeah, you'd have movies that were. Dynamic. You'd have you. You'd have movies that have no ability to win, pushing so hard for their movies. It would be, it would be insane. Yeah, and you know the the what would then set precedent for like you know best picture of of the year. Like, is it technical advances the way that some of the movies here in in this year? are you know like because it was sound like the big thing was sound in, in you know 1928 1929 movies um you know we have a, a movie on on this nomination list that's a variety show it's not a movie it's a fucking just skits i know it's <laughs> it's, it's a vaudeville it's like the carol Car- it's like if the carol burnett show was a, movie. was a movie yeah that's literally what it is it's just you know different stars like they packed it with a bunch of stars and, and it even has a song from the other nominated movie <laughs> on the list yeah, it, it's it borrows from its own. It's same studio too, like MGM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. MGM. This is the dawn of musicals from MGM. Like the the like golden age of musicals starts here with a Broadway melody, and they just keep cranking them out. Cranking but you know them out. what? I will say for anybody who's really into Hollywood history, watching these movies um, will be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
because seeing a glimpse into how Hollywood, because this is when Hollywood really starts moving. You get the first movies that are that are um, really uh, great sounding. Mm-hmm. I mean, great sounding for that time. I was really surprised when when I watched these. You, you know, when I watch movies from 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 this era, knowing that like the technology is is so new, the way that they are able to immediately latch on artistically to how to exploit sound, how to exploit a soundtrack, how to exploit like atmospheric you know, presence in, in the movie that um, really feels like more modern movies, you know, do. And I, I was really surprised. I felt like it was just going to be, you know, my, my my perception going in is that like, oh, it's just going to be sort of like a little bit of dialogue and that was going to be it. Like there wasn't going to be like film scores. And I mean, for the most part, there isn't really film scores the way, the way we know today because a lot of that was still taken over by in-house, in-theater, um, you know, accompanists. Uh, during you know when these movies were playing, so they left a bunch of that kind of stuff off. But there is some overture stuff that that happens. But the the like sound effects and sound design aspect of it really kind of blows me away when I go back and watch some of these early films. That like oh they got it then, like yeah. they, they were really pushing then for you know really exploiting this new technology and and whatnot. And the weird thing about these movies is when you if you just want a good story, these the stories haven't changed. The stories aren't aren't hokey. They're not. The stories actually are written pretty good. Well, that's not the, that's not that doesn't change that doesn't change from then till now. I mean a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that most of these movies are taken from stage plays. So there is a bit of a, a sort of pacing to these movies that still feels very stage. Well that was the way the actors thought they should oh, be doing. Not 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 from the actors necessarily. I mean yes there's a bit But no of I that, mean like, the actors were that's their I that, that's That was acting. That was the acting yeah. back then was to be acting though you're on stage. But I I'm saying like this, as, there's a lot I of I mean as if you're on stage. There's a lot of uh like like there's not as slick editing. There's a lot of like like Yeah, we, and, we the, get, and the end we of get to Alibi. A wide shot in the end of Alibi you actually see the edit. Oh, you see the edit in a lot of these films. Yeah. yeah it's not very slick. No, but I I'm saying like you know, they'll they'll do a master shot of a room and then let the actors walk around the room as if you're watching just an adaptation of of a stage play. When when you start to see, you know some some of the 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 cuts for suspense and, and all that kind of stuff start to happen, then then you, you like you see these little glimpses of what the cat or what the motion pictures are going to be, and it's nice when you see it early on in a film. You're like, oh okay, like this section really works, you, you know, in, in this movie because they figured out how to edit it. But they were scared that if they cut too much, that people would get disoriented. You know, and now there's like an edit every three seconds. Like it's it's insane how well, they didn't quickly... really have steady cams back then. No, you know? no, they didn't. No, they didn't no. have uh, they didn't have that kind of technology. So, um, because uh, I mean, go, going back to the fact that only one one movie um, won in each category, you get a lot of these like, you know, this uh, motion picture is one of the only ones that wins for this Academy Award without having also won this. You know, like Broadway Melody, um, is like the second of seven films that um, wins Best Picture or Outstanding Picture in well, this case without having a writing nomination. So, like, the Academy didn't think that it was good enough, it was well-written, but it was a great picture. You know, like, it, it's it's really well, interesting. Well, what's ironic about the entire nominee list, which we'll go over in a few minutes, mm-hmm. but the one ironic thing about the uh, the nominee list is that the movie that wins for, for Best Writing this year is a silent film. Mostly <laughs> silent film. I thought that was a fucking so ironic... <laughs> 
the turn of events it's for mo- this. It's mostly silent. Yeah. There's, it has like two or three talking scenes it has in a, it. It has a synced audio to yeah. it but there's there i think their only word in it is hello i think it's is, like is the only they're word like they're like hey um we think all the other movies are great pictures but really the only one <laughs> that's got great writing is the guy that didn't really write anything well you can see the writing on the screen <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie you read yeah like <laughs> so dumb silent movies they're movies you read it's basically a book with pictures yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's I, yeah. I, Silent pictures are Instagram. I mean, the the artist too, you know, much 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 later. I think won best writing or something like that too, or was at least nominated for for best writing. And um, you know, like it. <laughs> it's a silent movie it's like you, you make an outline you, you make the people do the things <laughs> exactly it should win can, for best can, director yeah you can edit around the story it should win for best director because there's no dialogue syncing to match up to and there's no like it's just an outline of a story yeah because that's what that's what i'm saying like if you're the it, it would take a lot to direct a silent film because you're making everybody you're having to make the people watching it feel the emotion that people are in the movie are feeling without having any words. Right. To me, that is a very difficult accomplishment. Yeah. But the guy writing the story, what he's basically just giving notes to the director. Hey man. I mean, basically, you, he could have written on a notepad, like, you know, basically a French actor does the singing Well, they hadn't the invented thing. Post-its yet. No, 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 for the artist, <laughs> I'm saying. Like, for the artist, like, you know, it'd be like, basically... It's like a Michael Bay film at that point. Like you just kind of have a rough idea, and then on the fly on the set, be like, "Oh, you know, blow be, shit up." And you know, you know, be fun. Well, not except for the explosions. <laughs> but you know, you know, be fun is if you walked, fast planes and big explosions. If you walked over there and you just kind of said something to those people, we'll put in a title card later to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. I'm sure we're we're missing a bit of the the, the sort of uh, you know historical translation <laughs> in context for what like writing a silent film was. Remember these guys that are that are. The one historical context that we do need to put this in is that this is the first year they're judging. Um, well, first of all, this is only the second Academy Awards, but even the way they view films, this is the first year they're viewing talking films. Yeah. So before this, they're only v- viewed films from a silent era. I mean, it must have blown people's minds. Yeah. Like, so just absolutely blew. When blew they their said, minds. like, oh, the best writing, they were probably saying, well, we're going to still view this as though we we're viewing all other years that we've been sure. viewing movies. And base this on how you'd write a movie up until that point was always without words. I mean, it's fa- it's a it's a fair assessment, but it's it's but still, there's no words. Laughable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 very little words, and the words that they that they do use as like the dialogue title card placements, but they were so dramatic. Those few words, they are they they're they but they they're Less also is more. They also have to like in a little bit of a, a snippet, kind of give you a little more exposition than you need, you know, yeah. for, for for the like the context of the entire conversation that they're having. So like it's really just sort of bullet points um, that right like kind of get to the point, <laughs> you know, of what's what's happening between. Because you'll see like the thing that always bugged me uh, about like si- the silent film era is like you're watching this film and they're going on and on and on and on and on, you know, between each, each other. And then, like, a title card will, will come up and be like, ha, you're silly. And then go back to the action. You're like, wait a minute. They had a whole conversation for three minutes of screen time. What the fuck happened? Well, what always bugged me about the silent film era was Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton is great. He always bugged me. That's the bit. The, he's one of the beautiful things about the silent, silent film era. I'm just kidding. Era. He's actually pretty funny. Because he didn't need words. He just would, like, hang off of real buildings and, like... 
you know, all those stunts he actually did. Yeah, death defying. He's like the fucking Johnny Knoxville of the silent film era. He just that's didn't a great give a comparison. Fuck. Johnny Knoxville of the silent film era. Like he would actually like do that shit. You, you know, he would hang off of a balcony. So you're saying a Buster Keaton movie up. is a jackass of the jackass of the teens. A little bit, yeah, yeah, in the in the twenties, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. So who would Charlie Chaplin be? Would he be Bam Margera <laughs> of of the of the silent film era? <laughs> See the Bam Margera? No, because he he would actually do character stuff. He would, he also did the sort of stunt. So I'm saying, things, but like, so so did did uh, Charlie Chaplin ever put his dad in a film and run in and beat him up? No, I don't think no? so. No, okay, I don't, I don't think so. So would he be the Tom Green of the? <laughs> Maybe more of a Tom Green. Tom Green of the yeah. silent film, film era, although okay. much better than Tom Green. <laughs> okay, even though like the AFI list has him as like the, the most celebrated film actor. Tom Green? No. <laughs> <laughs> For Freddie Got Fingered? No, I was gonna say uh, or Road Trip, where he's humping a moose. Or Road Trip. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Tom Green. What a fun, what a fun gift from Canada he was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The it's it's a really interesting year for 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 the advancement in in film and and movies and stuff. I it it just well, it, it's a really good look back at the history of Hollywood to look at this to look at yeah. this this year and go, this is what movies were like when the Academy Awards started, and to see where we've come since then. Yes, and and really for cinema itself, like go back and try to find some of these old movies from from this era because this is the dawn of you know modern movies as we know them they have you know soundtracks they have sound effects they are talking there's um you know reinventing of sort of camera angles you start seeing you know slicker stories because they can go into it more because they have the sound you know they 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 don't have to be these sort of like vaudevillian overacted you, you know yeah. dark circle on your eyes silent film pieces where everybody's overly expressing there's subtlety that's introduced into films now because we have, you know, a visual and an audio element that people can latch onto for the storytelling, and it's 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 really a cool dive into into some of the stuff. And you'll be surprised when you view some of these movies at how, you, you know, like really this was this was filmed in 1929. Like the 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 way that they capture some of of the sort of modern you know or what feels more modern in cinema in some of these older films is really surprising in a delightful way um with the way that you know characters become a little more subtle the the way they use sound the way they start using color you know all that kind of stuff really you, you know you see shades of what is about to come and and this academy awards in particular sort of celebrates some of that in in a really nice way and I'm I mean fuck you Al for making us go back and research so much but uh, I, I really like, you know, having to go back and, and see how cinema has changed, to see how cinema hasn't changed from from these moments, these really pivotal moments in uh, movie history, you know? Okay, well, what we're going to do is just go over the nominees for the 1930 Academy Awards, which was the second annual Academy Awards. So, uh, Corey, why don't you uh, start us off here? Uh, these, these are the unofficial nominees, as decided by the um, Academy of Motion Pictures. Um, and their their research into sort of what was going on, what movies they were banting back back and forth at the time. So, <clears throat> you know, there's probably a bunch of other ones that were in the, the discussion, but these are the the sort of five that are considered like an the, unofficial nominee list. Yes, yeah, because yeah, they weren't ever released as official nominees. Right. The first movie for outstanding picture is the Broadway Melody. Uh, it's a it's the like the first musical. 
First musical. It's, it's considered the, the godfather of musicals. <laughs> and or the grandfather grandfather of musicals, I, I suppose. I would say great grandfather. Um, it <clears throat> it exists today. You can you can actually rent this on iTunes. Um, but but there is a whole section of this film that was shot in Technicolor that no longer exists. It is one of those pieces that just disip- it evaporated into the ether of uh, you know Hollywood obscurity. You could say it's gone with the wind. It's gone with the wind. Um, it was destroyed or, or whatever. They they have not been able to find uh, a piece that has the Technicolor version of it. So you can see the full black and white, uh, you know, movie as it you know was was shot <clears throat> um, on iTunes, which is which is really cool. But you know, it, it's a bit incomplete. Okay, the next movie is Alibi. Um, Alibi was nominated or officially nominated, unofficially nominated. nominated. Uh, great movie. Uh, we'll. Uh, I haven't seen it yet though. But we'll talk about it. It's a it's a film noir type of film. It's like a crime crime drama. Yeah. With like uh, cops and mobsters or something, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this is available for official streaming anywhere. I don't think it is either. Um, but we'll uh, we'll take a look at it and then we'll report on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you Google search, you know, like watch Alibi, you, you'll, you'll probably be able to find it. Um, it, it should it should show up if you if you want to take a look at this yeah. picture before. But make sure that anytime you're us rating it. I believe there is a uh, Tom Selleck movie called uh, Her Alibi or My Alibi. That's probably what's going to come up instead of uh, Alibi. So make sure you put in the right Alibi, which is like the 1928 or 29 version. 28 or 29, yeah. So um, it's a full talkie picture though. So that that's nice. Full talkie picture. <clears throat> and I, I'm excited to see. Uh, Let's call them talkie because every time I say talkie, I think of walkie-talkie. It's. I mean, they were called talkies at the time. I know they talk about talkies at the time, but that was because they all said every people. I think all the people in 1920s. I feel like they talked like this. Well, you know what? You know what's they funny? They talked like an radio prod- broadcaster back in 1928. But you you know you know what's funny? Like talkie seems like such a silly term, right? But the term movie is just as silly. Like they, it's it's pictures that move. It's a movie. Like, and and pictures that talked are talkies. Like, so they were applying the Let's same. Let's not go into phonetics. No, but right they, now. They, they were applying the same sort of like language, uh, uh, you, you know, um, fucking reasoning behind talkies. No, but because talkies if you're going in, feels a little childish to me. But no, yeah. because if you're going into like the actual um, functionality of what you're looking at, a talkie, if it's applied to the same kind of thing that a movie would be referred to, you'd be going to a talkie, which is something that is audio. Streaming, yeah. so it would be something like a podcast. Like if we talk about podcast, These are talkies. a talkie, yeah. that makes sense. We should start telling people to listen to our talkie. talkie. Yes, <laughs> from now on we're listening. You know what? This is switch the envelope talkie. Yeah. Welcome to switch the envelope. The, the talkie. The talkie. The hashtag talkie. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Street. Hashtag talkie. Hashtag talkie. Um, nah, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> uh, so go go watch the alibi. I'm sure it's available. Alibi um, for for watching streaming somewhere, just not on any official platform. Uh, the next one that's nominated is The Hollywood Review of 1929, which is not a real movie. From what I've read, is not a real movie. Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah. a variety show, uh, basically, that um, is a bunch of snippets of people like the stars of MGM, you know, um, and future stars of MGM, like just singing songs. And, and this was a popular, skits. this was pop, these kind of movies were popular back then because it was just like a, they were popular for live shows and for movies and for tv hours when tv comes came on yeah when their tv was invented because this is back in 1929 and 30 absolutely the variety hour was something that was a popular thing absolutely valid for entertainment purposes but best picture 
Yeah. This is this is also something that kind of gets really um, popularized in animation during the war. Uh, the World War Two that would be um, shortly after this, like a, a decade or two after this. Yeah, because this is just the end of the Great War. Just yeah. Right. This is the dawn of the Great Depression. <laughs> Whoa! What's really interesting too is is when you look at some of these movies, um, and view it from the lens that like they don't have the perspective that the world has ended. What do you? What? Because the stock market crashes and every like people committed suicide and like financial institutions were destroyed. There were dust bowls like. The people really thought end times were, were happening in, in the United States. These movies were filmed in like 27. They were released in 28, 29. They don't have that perspective because it doesn't happen until October of 29. You know? Remember the next year or what? It's not the next year. So this the, this happens in April mm-hmm. about movies from 1928 and 29. Then a couple months later in November, they do the next uh, group of movies. And what is one of the mo- movies nominated is All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah, which is a awful depiction of German soldiers in World War One. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the tone shift between this Academy Awards, which is about you know gangsters and flappers, mm-hmm. and then the movies that come out that are, are voted on the next in a couple months is drastic. Yeah, the the you're 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 able to see sort of a slice of American history with these films. I think. You know, or this this era of, of filmmaking in particular that is on the cusp of a complete shift in American ideals, American perspective, yeah. American politics. Like it's it's kind of crazy. You know, when 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 you think about it that way. Um, the Hollywood Review, though, I don't know. I believe you can you can YouTube uh, major chunks of this movie. I don't believe it's uh, on any major streaming platforms. Well, what's interesting about Hollywood Review? Um, I have not seen it yet. We will see it before the next, yeah, for the next podcast. But uh, what is funny about this movie is that uh, you see a lot of stars mm-hmm. that become bigger stars, like Joan Crawford. Joan yeah. Crawford is in this very young Joan. Crawford. A very very young Joan Crawford yeah. is in this with a solo, uh, doing a doing a doing a doing her own solo. It's really kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like Joan Crawford's in this. Buster Keaton makes an appearance. Yeah, but he's at the end of his career at this point. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's silent film guy. Yeah. He doesn't do too much is, after this. No, uh, Laurel and Hardy are in this movie, which is fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll see a lot of people that you'll recognize if you're sort of into older cinema. Yeah, all the MGM stars it's, are in this, and then this is gold. This is golden age MGM. This is when MGM is on the rise, yeah, and they don't. I mean, they well, don't and, stop. And partly because of their um, musicals, right? Like yeah. MGM really cements itself as the musical studio, and you know, this is sort of the be- very beginning of it with yeah. the Broadway melody and with you know the the fucking Hollywood Review of 1929. All right, so the next uh, movie that's unofficially nominated mm-hmm. was The Patriot. The Patriot is a very dark film. It's mostly silent. It's almost all silent with, with a score. Um, but uh, you can't watch this movie. So, yeah, apparently this movie is, has been completely lost, almost. Yeah, this is, this is almost impossible for anybody to see the full film. I think, I think the only footage that exists is like 2,500 feet of film from what should have been like 10,000 feet of film or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's really only like a trailer to watch. You know, that, that's So unfortunately, preserved. this movie's been lost to history, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's They didn't a, know how to restore the... They didn't know how to take care of the footage back then. This was when they were first using um, the... Uh, 
what type of reels are that? The, the reels that uh, really need to, the, the reels back then need to get taken care of very well, or else they dilapidate. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see this film, you got to go to like UCLA <laughs> and dig through their archives. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So I'm, I'm we'll probably not not go over this, but it is an an, an unofficial uh, nominee. And then um, our final film. Yeah, the one Corey will announce this one, but this is I'm gonna say this is one of my of of this list is great. It it's it's looks the best. Well, it's a Western, and I know you, you love Westerns. I love Westerns. Yeah, this, we'll find out. We'll find out if it, it holds up to the other Westerns. Yeah, so supposedly this is the start of the singing cowboy trend. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little hesitant because the singing cowboy trope in Hollywood is god awful. It's it just it takes the cool right out of the old West. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When they're picking up a hop along old, yeah. you know whatever. Like ugh, don't don't. Except, wait, Chevy Chase, <laughs> Three, Amigos, Three Amigos, the best yeah. singing cowboy. My little buddy. <laughs> um, I believe that was Steve Martin. Um, but yeah, the in in old Arizona is um, is is. We'll I gotta watch Three Amigos, watch. by the way. Yeah, but first watch in, in old Arizona. <laughs> um, the. Uh, it's, it's it was one of the more interesting ones on the list because it it is a, a western and I know that like westerns become like the biggest franchise uh, genre in movie history in a few years coming up for for motion pictures. Yeah, I wish there were still a big franchise because right now you can only ha- watch very very terrible terrible quickly put together westerns on Netflix and it makes me angry. Except for the Magnificent Seven, which was great. We've we've had this discussion I know, before. But or great. or um. Um, Godless. Godless is great. Great. Okay, there's there's some that come across. There's some that come across every once in a while that are just fantastic. Yeah. However, there are so many bad westerns. Yes, there are. The number the number of bad westerns vastly outweighs the good ones. But when but when outnumbers, I should say, when you really hit a western, right? Ah, so good. It's so so good. So good. So those are your nominees for the 1930 Academy Awards. Um. Go out and, Go on, and look see, at them. Yeah, see, see as check much them out. as you can until uh, part two comes out and we start rating them. I would urge you, urge you not to be biased or biased to the look of these movies. Yeah. View them as though you, like, put yourself back in the 20s and, and view them like someone who was seeing it for the first time. First, no. Well, but like seeing something like that for the first time. Seeing like something like that for the first time. I mean, yeah. don't just see it and see, hear the, hear the, what's now bad sound quality and yeah. go, oh, this is, I can't watch this. This is just, Dated, yeah, don't, don't dated di- and old. Like I don't don't do that. Like actually look at it and try and dive into it. I know we will. We will. Yeah, we'll we'll get into uh, putting these movies through our five finger metric and figuring out who should have really won the Academy Award and more next time on Switch the Envelope. What is it, Al? Yeah, dude, we, we just tried to end the episode. What what, did, what yeah, are you interrupting we for? Just ended the episode, man. I mean, what what is with Al? Why 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 are you so so freaking? It's like a teenager. God damn it! Al, you should have told us way ahead of time that you wanted to do this. What what, what is it? You, you want to yeah? You want to introduce a new segment? You, you want to do something special? What is it? Okay, it looks like Al's right. going to have us um, do a little promo for uh, for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 okay with that. That's fine. You you made some friends, Al. It, for for those of you who are, who are keeping track at home. Al's been uh, quite active on on the Twitters. Also, I think he might have met, met these people while he was down in Simi Valley. He might have. He might have. Tech tech capital. You know. Yeah. Um, run the promo now. 
Hey everyone, I'm Vince. And I'm Emily, and we are hosts of Piping Hot Hot Tea. Piping Hot Tea is a comedy podcast where we discuss anything and everything. You will not find another podcast like us. We bring you fresh, new, off-the-wall topics that are relatable and fun. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter for episode updates, debates, and so much more. If you want to connect with us, use the hashtag Piping Hot Podcast. You may hear us fight sometimes, because we pretty much fight in every episode. Seriously? Did you have to bring that up in the promo? What? Honestly. Could you... Okay, well, you might as well just end it. Okay. okay. All right, man. Uh, th- thank you for listening. If, if you want to fo- follow us uh, outside of the show, uh, go to our Twitter, at Switch Envelope. Or check out our Instagram, at Switch the Envelope. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app. Anywhere, pretty much, you, you, uh, you yeah, consume podcasts. Anywhere, anywhere. Go. Anywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> That's right, for free. For free. Uh, go there, listen, subscribe, review, and please share the show. We'll see you next time. All right. I'll switch the envelope. The following has been a Riff Laugh production.